It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome back. Dobia Watson filling in for Sam Hargraves tonight. We've got Rick Milton on the line, sporting collectible expert. Rick, there's a few text messages that have come through for your opinion. Jazzo from Torquay. I have a horse racing dominator's print signed by Colin Hayes, Bart Cummings and Tommy Smith. What would it be worth? We got you there, Rick. Sure. Yep, yep. gotcha. No no worries. Uh, yeah, horse racing dominators print signed by Colin Hayes, Bart Cummings and Tommy Smith. What would it be worth, says Jazzo from Torquay? That's nice. Uh, um, these days, well, of course, um, it, 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 they have now passed away, so uh, that does make a difference. Also off the SMS, Tim from Epic says, "Evening, Dabo." Uh, I'd say somewhere about three, four hundred. Okay, interesting. Three, three to four hundred dollars. Three to four hundred dollars. Good on you, Rick. Uh, we've just had yep. a few problems with the uh, phone line there. That should be okay now. Tim from Epping yep. says, Evening, boys. I've collected the Melbourne Cup race books continuously from 1988 to the current day, all in the brand new. And in mint condition, I've never had the value. What would they be worth going back to 88 in particular? Well, I've got to tell you, the rarest ones, and this goes for all race books, are when we had the COVID. Really? And we couldn't go to the track. They still put out the race books, and people didn't know that. And very few people thought to collect the race books from the time when we couldn't go to the racetrack, because they still put them out. So it sounds odd, doesn't it, that some of the more recent ones are some of the more valuable ones. They're good. Uh, but Melbourne, Melbourne, as I said, Melbourne Cup is very collectible. The 80s are worth, um, oh, about 40 each. 90s, about 20. And the more recent ones are a bit less, of course. But, uh, yeah, you've got a, that's a nice collection. And if I was you, if, if I was the, the caller, I'd be looking to go back a little bit further and if they would ever wish, I can leave a phone number and I can probably help them with some of the some of the earlier ones, if oh, need be. Fantastic. There you go, Tim from Epping. Feel free to text yep. in your number. Uh, also, off the SMS, David Bernder. I have a brochure from the 1956 Melbourne Olympics with a full map of Melbourne and events times. How much would that be worth, says David, off the text machine? People did keep things that relate to the Olympics, and there's not a great deal... Sounds odd, doesn't it? Because it's now 1956, 44, 66 years ago. But uh, there are still there's still a lot of Melbourne memorabilia available. That one's worth somewhere about thirty, around about thirty dollars. All right. And Daniel has texted in. Yeah, just explain the things that do sell best from the Olympics 56 are the the events that not many people went to. For example, the rowing and the obscure events, hockey. Mm. Those are the those tend to be the ones that have the bigger value, ones that were at the uh, MCG or the swimming and so forth came out in the hundreds of thousands. But uh, and uh, but the one around about thirty dollars for your for your caller, around about. 
Fantastic. And the last one here from Daniel off the text. Good evening, Jeds. I have a fully signed Nike Aero 2 match issued an unused ball from the A-League Grand Final from early 2007. Fully signed for the Melbourne Victory squad, plus the coach, Ernie Merrick. This was a squad that won 6-0 in that memorable final. Similarly, I have a sealed and official match program from that grand final called the Final 90. Haven't seen either of these around for the last 10 or so years. Not sure how much these would be valued at, asks Daniel. Sign items are tending to sell for less these days than they did, say, 20 or 30 years ago. And part of the reason is that um, the sporting people have lost... They don't have penmanship anymore because they use, you know, they use the computer. Not many people write anymore. So as a result, the autographs in many cases are almost impossible to decipher. Uh, it's a funny thing. Usually, if you've got a, like, say, a signed football, the only, the only, generally about the only one you can read is the coach because he's an old bloke. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that, <laughs> but uh, not, a, not, a, not as much as you might expect. Uh, sad to say, because you, you're not going to be able to read a lot of those signatures. The big advantage, of course, is that it's victory, and it was a spectacular victory. That was a victory and a half. That one, uh, about uh, about eighty the the, the pair. All right, Rick, really appreciate your time tonight. Thanks so much for jumping on. Yeah, sure. Good on you, Damien. And by the way, uh, shall I leave a phone number in case people do wish to pick up on some certain things? Do they do it through you or how do we do that? Yeah, I'm happy to read it out on air after the break. Okay. And a big welcome back to the Sporting Capital. Damien Watson with you here, filling in for Sam Hargraves. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to ring in. You can text it as well via the Temper text machine and 40 Winks text machine as well, Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Mike, don't worry, I'll highlight the MLB. The reason why I don't highlight it as much at this time of night is because it's usually held in the morning, our time. But, of course, the Houston Astros defeated the New York Yankees Four home runs to two. Now, these two were at it in the playoffs going back to 2019. I remember being in New York for that particular encounter just before the World Series, and the Astros continued on. They defeated the Yankees. I wonder if history will repeat itself here in 2022. The Padres, of course, defeated the Philadelphia Phillies, who have been in pretty good form. So the series is tied at one all there. The San Diego Padres, eight home runs to five over Philadelphia. So... We'll keep you up to date with what's happening after the Phillies, of course, won the first game in that little series, two home runs to none. So a lot happening in the MLB, but primarily because it's in the morning, Mike. That's why I don't cover it as much during the evening. Now, we've got already a couple of text messages coming in, and feel free to send them in, 0433981116. If you have any sporting collectible items that you want valued, roughly, Feel free to send them in. We've got a couple already, as I mentioned, as we welcome in Rick Milne, the sporting collectible specialist. He's been on this station many times before. How are you, Rick? Oh, Damien, couldn't be better. Fantastic. Now, it is that type of year when we get stuck into the horse racing, and there's plenty of history and tradition surrounding horse racing in this country, particularly when it comes to collectible items. Before we get to some of these text messages, what are some of the more valuable you have in store? Well... I did have, but ended up selling, uh, the 1930 um, Melbourne Cup race book, which was a fail lapse. Yes. Big win. And it's the plainest looking thing you've ever seen in your life. It's just like a brown cover and doesn't look, doesn't look like much at all. But that, in my opinion, is probably about the best single item that relates that I've had in my, through my 
uh, come through my hands, and it's something pretty special. What you've got to look out for, and I get a lot of phone calls about one that people think they've got a fail app race book. It was actually the one that they used in the movie, and it's in colour, and it doesn't show, actually, it doesn't show, all it does is sort of, uh, inside it mentions Farlap's record, you know, how many races uh, he won and so forth, that's all. So be very careful about that one, that's a, that's a common one, that turns up a lot. But the original is um, just a sort of a brownie, rather dun colour cover, and that's a bit of a ripper. Fantastic, and I noticed you got a few horse racing cards as well, it's almost a similar style to the old footy cards. They are. And they were, and uh, they, I suppose the, the footy ones and the racing ones are, are about the most popular. Footy would be number one for sure, but racing definitely is number two. And um, yeah, I've got some from about 1912, which were jockeys. And it's a funny thing because they show them with the horses kind of um, whited out. So you actually, they sort of, they look like they're floating on air, pretty funny looking things. But the other ones are great. They're Melbourne Cup winners and uh, they're from the days of Archer, 1962, which is the first, uh, sorry, 1862, the very first one, won it again the following year. And uh, they go up to about 1912, 1915. That's a lovely set of cards. And that's strictly for the Melbourne Cup. So that's pretty spectacular. As far as... Um, collectible races go uh, I would rate them this way in in uh, Queensland definitely the Stradbroke in Sydney the Doncaster in Melbourne it's it's Melbourne Cup and Cox Plate are very similar in terms of collectability and if you've got either of those or even Derby Day is a, is a very collectible race book as well so Melbourne seems to have issued the most race books or it appears that they they turn up much more frequently and i I do work in the other states as well but they don't turn up as often as the melbourne ones do it and the melbourne ones some of the earlier ones are pretty spectacular just in terms of cards if someone has uh, old horse racing card lying around whether it's in their parents collectible tin or something like that what would they be roughly worth let's say around that mark that you were mentioning the 1920s 30s or even further back not a fortune Surprisingly, I've um, I've put my collection together. I think of just about all of the cigarette cards, as far as I can tell, or very close to it, uh, except for a, a, a rather rare set from South Australia. But uh, the uh, the others, are usually in the range of about up to about five or six, maybe eight dollars a piece. Uh, but there are a lot of them, and uh, I've got I don't know twenty sets, maybe all told. But uh, certainly less than um, than the footy cards. But there are. As I said, there are plenty of items that relate to racing that are uh, uh, one of the one of my very favourites um, is a biscuit tin. It was put out by a company called um, Peak Freen, and if you can, uh, I've actually got. A, I sent you a picture of it. It's got, if you can imagine this, a barrel which is where the uh, biscuits are, and a kind of an outer barrel as well. And there's a little um, window in the outer barrel, and you can spin the inside one and rate horses race around. Now, it's funny because I mentioned this once when I talked to Kevin Bartlett and he said he can remember as a young young boy putting, not money, but like matches on which horse would win because there are six altogether on this little barrel that spins around. It's a cracker. And um, to find that in very good condition is quite hard because it was a lot of red and people left them in the sun and of course the worst thing you can possibly do, um, the red turns pink. 
that's the first colour to disappear. So if you've got any kind of uh, racing memorabilia, perhaps framed, always make sure you frame it, that you put it in, in a, a darker part of the house, like a, a passageway or somewhere. Don't ever put it near direct light or even uh, a sunny room because the colour will go out pretty quickly. Yeah, I've had a look at the uh, biscuit tin. It's in colour as well, which, I don't know, was that rare for that particular era to have that element of detail in the artwork in particular? Yes, it was. And as I said, too often I'll see that tin, uh, it's been left in the wrong part of the house and it and it loses its red. The red is the colour that always disappears first. This is a good, strong red one, as you can see. I, I, I should explain, by the way, to, to listeners, I've actually sent Damien a lot of the things that we're, going to talk, we're talking about here, so uh, I, I, thought I'd, I thought I'd at least uh, would be on the same, same wavelength, you know. Another thing that I find very collectible are um, the old original bookies boards. Now, these are the ones that, that they you used to you used to move the dot the odds with a little knob that you turned and the and it would like not they were kind of on rollers and it would turn around as distinct from what they've got these days of course which are all entirely different but uh, they are very collectible and that's a ripper the one I've got there and it's got the name of the um, of the uh, original bookie up the top and also some some betting tickets uh, Lal Scarrow is one of them and there's another one there as well and I've got below those. And these are just about as rare. An old original bookies bag. Now the bookie bags these days are quite different. They're, they've got their name mostly kind of in a in a kind of a letter set type. But in the earlier days, they well, they were kind of artworked, like that one that I've got that you that you can see there, the bookie bag for um, uh, for AR wear. So that is those those original ones are worth these days probably. Three fifty, four hundred dollars, and the um, yeah, maybe even yeah, around about that sort of a figure. And the bookies boards themselves usually go for well closer to a thousand dollars. If you got one of the real old time ones, they did also some which were smaller, which were used at um, for the dog racing. So there were you know the fields were smaller, um, the, the, so they were they were only only had ten slots, whereas. Um, of course, the racing ones have got up to about, oh, I think there's about 28, somewhere about 28 or so. And um, uh, so the bookie, the, the ones from the racing are a, a, a lot more collectible, let's put it that way. All right, we've got a number of text messages coming through asking for your evaluation of how much certain sure. memorabilia costs. We'll get to those after the break. You're listening to the Sporting Capital. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.